The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. How can physical touch make you feel better day to day? Hey, everyone. From LinkedIn News, this is In the Arena, a podcast exploring human potential. I'm Leah Smart, and every week you'll find me right here in conversation with bright minds and brave hearts, learning how we can improve our lives and our world by transforming ourselves. Before we get started, our team has had a ton of people asking where they can find more In the Arena content, and we cannot wait to share it with you. So you can sign up for my weekly newsletter that talks about ways in which you can live even better than you do today at www.linkedin.com ITA. That's www.linkedin.com ITA. All right, on to our show. Summer is a time when we all try to unplug from our otherwise busy lives just a little bit. And while vacations can feel rejuvenating, we also have to come home. So we want to arm ourselves with techniques that we can use every single day to feel better. So my team and I were guided by experts to actually experience the methods they use to wake up the feelings and senses we often ignore. And you can do these anytime. Why? Well, because becoming more aware of these is essential to building the muscle of self-awareness, enhancing well-being, reducing stress, heightening connection, and so much more. We're going to take you on a deep dive into four areas. Laughter, touch, sound, and smell. When we tried these, we felt better. I hope you do too. Enjoy. If I asked you what the number three YouTube search in the world is right now, would you know the answer? I didn't either. But according to my guest today, Tammy Lung, it's ASMR. Tammy is an ASMR expert as well as the founder of Tingles Bar, which specializes in live ASMR experiences. Okay, so what is it? Well, ASMR is an acronym for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which is a total mouthful. But basically, it's the feeling of tingling, relaxation, and soothing brought on by different experiences that can be visual, auditory, or tactile. So here's how to think about it. Think back to when you were a kid. What's an experience you had that made you feel soothed? Could have been having your hair brushed or hearing a teacher's voice as she read a story in the classroom. These are things that Tammy calls triggers for ASMR. The outcome, she says, is that people feel more relaxed either throughout their day or they can feel relaxed enough to fall asleep. And while there's much more research to do in this field, I thought it was worth the exploration based on its calming benefits and the fact that millions of people are trying it out to unplug from their fast-paced lives. Here's Tammy. ASMR describes this feeling of deep relaxation 
and stress relief and soothingness that we believe is so important in a high stress environment that we're experiencing a lot nowadays. So, you know, the real intention is just to be able to make people feel better and feel a little bit more cared for and comforted in a space that they can feel safe and just enjoy good feelings, essentially. You know, we're coming off of a pandemic that has lasted almost three years. So physical connection was really a big part of this and just reintroducing almost that element of physical touch and connectedness among human beings. It's so important and we believe that we need to make it readily available. I love that. I remember in the first year of lockdown, I had this moment where I was like, I've never felt this before, but it was this need to just like touch someone, like give someone yeah. a hug, like do <laughs> these things that you're like, this is so normal on a regular basis for me that I didn't know I needed it so much till I missed it. And then, you know, also it's like, I'm not trying to sound weird, but I do need to hug somebody. <laughs> and it might be someone on the street that I say hi to if it's not a friend soon. <laughs> totally. And just something as simple as a hug can really change your entire mood. You know, there's a hormone in our brains called oxytocin that gets released when you connect with someone you trust and feel safe with. And that really just the ability to release that from physical touch can do wonders on your overall well-being. Yeah. So you're saying that when we touch, we release oxytocin, but with only with someone that we trust. Yeah, there has to be the right environment and circumstances, but it's very similar to when you're a child or a baby and your mother's carrying you or comforting you, that chemical gets released and it's tied back to that even now when you're when you give someone a hug or even just, you know, touch on the hand, it has the ability to produce that chemical in our brains. I remember when I first learned about it, it was called the love drug. Um, the love drug or the or cuddle the love hormone. hormone. Yeah, cuddle hormone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's not just like romantic, it's just generally what keeps us feeling good. Yeah, just feeling loved and cared for and, and safe. So how did you get into this? Yes. Yeah, so my background is actually in marketing. I work with a lot of wellness and personal care brands. But ASMR has been something that I wasn't formally introduced to until like maybe 10 years ago. But I realized it was something that I have always experienced since I was a child even. And it's something that I wanted to seek out more of because it's a great feeling. Again, it's a tingly sensation that makes you feel super relaxed and soothed. And when I came across millions of videos online that helped induce this feeling, I wanted to see how or if it was even possible to get the same experience in person. And after some research, there wasn't really anywhere to offer this. And so I thought, you know, why not just try to create it myself? It is something I'm super passionate about. And I did want to create a space that others who are also super into it could experience as well. You know, the community is huge. We're talking millions of people. ASMR is, I believe, the third most searched term on YouTube globally. Whoa. Yeah, it's behind... BTS and PewDiePie, but it's second highest in the United States. And when you watch certain ASMR videos, some of the top comments on 
these contents or, you know, I wish I could experience this in real life. And so I was clearly not the only one who wanted this. So I figured why not try and, you know, put it out there. By the way, nothing against formal education, but I think your decade of work like nullifies the need for that. So (laughs) you are an expert. You said at the beginning, I realized I've been able to experience this since I was a child. Isn't it that like only a certain percentage of the population can experience it or do we know? Yeah. So, you know, ASMR as an official science is still very new and a lot of work needs to be done in terms of research and development. It's believed that about 10% of the entire world's population has the ability or does feel ASMR. It's kind of categorized into three different groups. So the first one being those who, like me, have experienced it since childhood from either, you know, listening to a teacher speak while in a classroom setting or watching something on television or having their mother or motherly figure brush their hair or, you know, massage their back. So that's the first category of those who kind of had this experience and the ability to experience ASMR throughout their entire life. The second group would be those who discovered it a little bit later on, perhaps through an event in their life that triggered the feeling suddenly. So maybe they were at the hair salon or they were on the phone with a customer service representative and they just suddenly felt this very relaxed, soothing feeling, which we know to be ASMR. And then the third group would be those who know ASMR exists and they understand the characteristics of it and what it does to the body, but they personally cannot feel it themselves. And it's not to say that They will never be able to. They just might have not found the right trigger for themselves. I have never done ASMR myself. So for those of us, those who are listening, and then for me, like, is there a way to test it out right now? You've used all these examples that feel like things we experience on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of what ASMR is, if you're watching the content online, then you have to kind of conjure up some empathy to what you're seeing and mimic the ability to imagine what they're doing and feel it as well. So if you're watching someone or an ASM artist who's a content creator, you know, brushing someone's hair, you have to kind of imagine what that feels like on you. So it it takes a little bit of empathy. Another way to figure out what might be your trigger is to think back to your childhood because this is often where it kind of starts of a time where you felt safe or cared for and what were the circumstances around that scenario that made you feel that way. So again, if it was a moment with your mom or your dad or someone that you grew up with and felt safe with or with a teacher, think about what occurred in those situations that made you feel that way. And those might be your triggers. So, you know, if it was getting your hair brushed or if it was listening to your teachers tell a story or write on the chalkboard, then those could be your triggers. And there are, again, millions and millions of videos that exist online where these ASM artists are creating specific content to emulate these scenarios. So you can find people giving back massages or writing on a chalkboard, drawing, painting, even something as mundane as folding a towel or cutting soap. There's tons and tons of forms of content. And it's just a matter of trial and error as well, just watching different types and seeing 
what might stick and what might induce that feeling on you. And so can you, let's just say I'm like, I have a hairbrush, I have these different things that I could do at home. Is there a difference between watching it online and actually having maybe someone else brush your hair or some, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, why do we have to watch the videos or do we not? That's kind of what we are trying to figure out with Tingo's Bar as well. Is it just an audiovisual thing or can it also be tactile? I think it can be both. In terms of whether or not you can induce it on yourself, one big element to ASMR is the aspect of personal attention and someone providing that personal attention for you. So if you watch a lot of the videos on YouTube or any social media platform and there's a category of content called role play where the content creator is facing the viewer in first person and pretending that they're doing the actions on the viewer. And it's that sense of being personally cared for by that person and you getting that sense of personal attention that really helps trigger the ASMR. And that's kind of what we want to do at Tingle's Bar is we're providing you the service because, again, it's that sense of getting cared for by someone else. You know, again, tying it back to our childhood, it's getting cared for by our mother or, you know, someone who looked after us or our teacher. And we at Tingles Bar play that role where we're servicing you, we're caring for you, we're offering you this sense of comfort and relaxation. We're taking a quick break. We'll be right back with founder of Tingles Bar, Tammy Lung. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. uh, We'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. And we're back with Tammy Lung, Tingles Bar founder and ASMR expert. I'm thinking about like, I don't know if you've gone this deep, but when it comes to personal attention, like, you know, you could have a very close friend that could, you know you know, brush your hair or like, you know, whatever different, the different things that people do, does that tend to work? Or is there something about like the, you know, like when you go get a massage, you don't know the person necessarily, but so is that the actual kind of like relationship you want to have because it's personal attention without that attachment? 
I don't believe it needs to have any personal attachment. I think if the person providing the service or the action on you or for you, if they have the intention of providing you with care and comfort, then you'll receive it that way. Got it. Yeah. So so what, like, if you fast forward 10 years, like, what do you hope that we've figured out about ASMR, given it's top three, and you said in YouTube searches? Yeah, definitely just that there would be more research on what is exactly happening in the body and the brain that's triggering this response very specifically, and how can we use this in a way to benefit people, whether it's in the form of physical or mental or emotional therapy. A lot of why the science isn't where it needs to be at this current moment is because so much of ASMR is subjective, and a lot of the experiences that we know of are anecdotal, and it's based on each individual's personal preferences. Like we said, there are so many triggers and not one trigger will work for everyone. You kind of have to figure out. And it's also based on your life experiences. We talked about earlier, how do you figure out your trigger? Well, you have to take it back to a personal moment. And so because it's so independent on each person, it's difficult to find some common elements. But I think we will get there. What have you heard anecdotally from people who've tried it or done it regularly? Many people say that it helps with their stress. One huge thing is that it helps with their insomnia. So a lot of people use ASMR to fall asleep. Most of the time they're watching these videos right before bed because it it puts you in a state of that relaxation where it's easier to drift off. One interesting pattern that I've noticed just with Tingle's bars, we have a wait list for people who are interested in experiencing the service. And there's a spike of people who join the wait list between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. And what we believe is, you know, people are watching that content and then wanting to see if it's something that they can experience. And then they search up live ASMR and they come across Tingle's Bar. And is ASMR something that you do for yourself too? Like, are you still, are you doing it consistently? Absolutely. I watch a video almost every night to fall asleep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's your like trigger? How did you, how'd you figure that out? So growing up, I loved watching this show called Art Attack, and it was where the host would just do different arts and crafts, do sketches with chalks and pastels, and I would come home after school and I would watch that and just lay on the couch and just be mystified by the movement of his hands and drawing and the sounds of the materials on the paper. I also was a really big fan of watching the shopping channel when they sold makeup products and you can see them demonstrate the makeup on the models. So that was something that I also found to be super relaxing. And as a child, it's a little strange to be so into, but there was just something that I really enjoyed about it. So you know, as I discovered the ASMR community, I started looking, it's actually how I discovered the ASMR community. I started looking up videos on YouTube of people applying makeup. And I kept seeing this term ASMR pop up. And when I searched ASMR, it was like, you know, Pandora's box just opened up and I was exposed to a world of new videos that would last me a lifetime. But that's typically my go-to is watching people apply makeup to other people or doing some sort of massage therapy. Especially there's this one content creator called Nanu who does videos with her grandmother. And I think it go, it ties back to, you know, my relationship with mine. And her grandmother will is a makeup artist and she applies the makeup very delicately, very and speaks very softly. So that's one that 
I know I can rely on and turn to if I really need to just zone out. Cool. You know, this series is about, of course, showing people different ways in which they can change their relationship to a physical sense. My goal is to get people over the hump of like, this is weird and into the like, I'm open to exploring this because it might have benefit for me. Yeah, almost more often than not, that is the response. What I would say is there's very little to lose in trying just watching a video and watching different types I would say give at least five different trigger types a try. You might find something you like. So whether it's whispering or tapping or some people do mukbangs, which is like an eating show, there are so many possibilities that might connect with you. Just try it. Just watch some content. And there are so many benefits for it that it's worth just trying essentially. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, um, I got really into emotional freedom technique a few years ago, and it kind of reminds me of that, although with EFT, you know, you're tapping on different meridian points to release stress in your body. I did it mostly on myself, but I remember watching a documentary where it was about people who do this and, you know, people so in the therapeutic space or psychology space who also do this on for their patients. And it seemed to me that even though it was great for me to do by myself, that it was actually really powerful for someone else to do this tapping thing, that it's a way for someone else to be connected to you, but to be providing you care. And depending upon your history, it's also a safe space. Yeah. And because the science isn't quite there, we cannot confirm too much yet, but there are so many parallels with the benefits of ASMR and what we do know, the little bit of how it works to a variety of different physical therapies as you mentioned, the meridians. So there are tons of different therapies that work to balancing energy throughout the body's meridian, their energy channels. And ASMR would be incorporated into some of those therapies as well, because it does work as a holistic full body experience and as a reaction to different forms of stimuli. But the end result is a more calm, relaxed, and again, soothed feeling throughout the body. And do these effects last for you throughout the day? Or are, is it like you've got to do it and then sort of like meditation or any of these other practices, you've got to re-up again or you're going to want to re-up again the next day? Yeah, I guess it would really depend on the other factors of your environment that are occurring simultaneously. You know, if you do expose yourself to 30 minutes of ASMR content and then you have something really stressful occur, you're going to need to recharge. But it does. I do find that I stay asleep longer if I watch a video before I go to bed. Again, that's just my personal experience, but it's not uncommon. That is something that a lot of people do say works for them as well. So yes, to answer your question, you may need a recharge um, and the duration of how long it will last will really depend on whatever else is going on. Yeah. If you imagine like everybody had this opportunity, what do you think the world would be like if more people were doing ASMR? I think there would be a stronger sense of connectedness and just overall love and care. If you're lacking it within your own family or group of friends, there's a space where you can go to find it and fulfill that need. And there are a lot of people in this world who are lonely and would sometimes just needs a hug or feel cared for. And we want to offer that to them. 
thank you so much for the work that you are doing, Tammy. Like, I mean, number one, I respect you because you've built something that's out of your own sense of passion and desire to like serve and support other people, which is already incredible. It's like something that not everyone understands yet, that not everyone's tried yet, that, you know, I always respect someone who's doing something that's a little bit different. I'm going to have you answer these three statements, Tammy. Better humans are? Loving. Better work is? Fulfilling. And a better world has? Peace. Love it. Thank you so much for joining me. It was great to get to talk with you and to share this awesome work that you're doing for people who are listening and curious about how to support themselves in changing their relationship to touch and relaxation. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. That was Tammy Lung, ASMR expert and founder of Tingles Bar. It might be a little bit different, but why not go out or stay in and decide for yourself if ASMR is helpful for your sleep and relaxation? If this conversation has you thinking about different healing methodologies, that was kind of the point, why not share it? I think there's something for everyone, and this could easily be for someone you know. And help other people like you find our show by leaving us a rating before you go. Even better, write a one-sentence review telling us why you loved our summer series. And as always, you can find me on LinkedIn writing about human potential and meaningful living. Find my newsletter on how to live even better every day at www.linkedin.com ITA. That's www.linkedin.com ITA. In the Arena is a production of LinkedIn News. The show is produced by Alexis Remdow and Rafa Fariha. Asaf Kadron makes sure we sound good in the studio, mixed and sound designed our entire summer series. Thank you so much, Asaf. Enrique Montalvo is the executive producer of LinkedIn Editorial Productions. Dave Pond and his team made sure we had tons of amazing content. He's our head of news production. Courtney Coop is head of LinkedIn Original Audio and Video. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Leah Smart. Thanks for coming with me, and I'll see you next week.